and welcome to the Michigan Murders. I'm Laura. And I'm Stephanie. Right. I think it's you this week. <laughs> I think you're All first. Right. I can't keep track anymore. It's eight <laughs> in the morning. This is an older um, case, so I didn't find too much on it. But this is the case of Alonzo Robinson, also known as James Coiner. Born into poverty in Cleveland, Mississippi, Alonzo Robinson was arrested by his hometown authorities in 1918 on charges of mailing obscene letters to local women. He escaped from custody on his way to jail and made his escape despite a bullet in the shoulder. Oh. Eight years later, when decapitated women's bodies started turning up around Michigan City, police suspected Alonzo Robinson, also known as James Coiner, of multiple murder. Four severed heads were found at a house he once occupied. Oh. In Ferndale, Michigan. Just, yeah. He just kept four heads in his house? What the hell? Oh, it, for it not being very long, it sure says a lot, this case. Yeah. But Alonzo had moved on by that time. Convicted and sentenced to prison for grave robbing in Indiana. Interrogated by Michigan authorities in jail. Robinson played dumb and the existing evidence proved insufficient to support a murder charge. The heads were insufficient? What? Right. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, yeah, he's got heads. <laughs> Nobody just hands those over. <laughs> like it's Halloween. Here, hold this for me. Yeah, just let me just take this off. You hang on to that for a while. Paroled in July of 1934... Robinson, as coiner, returned to Cleveland, Mississippi, and picked up his old hobby of writing lewd letters. One was mailed to an Indianapolis woman, the incorrect address identical to a recent misprint in an Indianapolis newspaper. Postal inspectors were still scouring the paper subscription list when Alonzo claimed two more victims close to home. On December 8, 1934, Aurelius, it's interesting names back then. Aurelius Turner and his wife were shot and killed in Cleveland. The wife's body mutilated with chunks of flesh sliced off and carried away by the killer. Ew. Yeah. A month later, federal authorities traced poison pen artist James Coiner to a post office box in Shaw, Mississippi, and officers were waiting when he came to get his mail on January 12, 1935. Alonzo went for his thirty-eight, but the deputies were faster, and he surrendered. A search of his pockets and home revealed more obscene letters, a packet of human hair in Turner's color, and strips of human flesh. Salted and cured like beef oh, jerky. Oh, no. I, oh, that's where I thought it might have been going, but I, I was really <laughs> hoping it wasn't. Yep. Oh, gross. Salted and cured like beef jerky. Ugh. Oh, shit, that's nasty. In custody, Alonzo confessed to the murders. He also claimed ownership of the heads found in Michigan, but said they were trophies secured during various grave robbing quests. Bitch. That's the, the most fucked up treasure hunt I've ever heard. Right. <laughs> it's You're my trophy. Grave robbing, let's take some heads. Yeah. I'm sorry. The shit. Alonzo offered no motive for his actions. But as the local newspaper proclaimed, Robinson admitted that he was a sex pervert, which is considered to be the underlying cause for this crime. 
I, I mean, I sex perverts probably the least concerning, honestly, <laughs> out of all of those things. <laughs> Heads and um, jerkified flesh. Yeah, human jerky is. Uh... Ugh. Yeah, that's. I couldn't find much more on that. I just. It's so long ago, but yeah, that's oh uh, gosh. I'm laughing about it, but that's my self defense mechanism because <laughs> right. it's, it's just uh, it's uh, it's too early in the day to talk about human jerky. What the hell? <laughs> True, the best part of waking up <laughs> is reading about human flesh. <laughs> Yeah, then, then the morbid part of my mind goes, did he flavor it with anything else or just salt? <laughs> Was it teriyaki? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of seasonings did he use? It brings it brings a whole new, like, thought process on eating somebody's liver with fava beans and, and an iced Chianti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that. <laughs> oh, man. It's one of my favorite movies I had, but you can't help but think about it. You're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Sounds of the Limbs is a is a classic. <laughs> All right, mine is also older because I keep coming across these, and they all so many of these in the Upper Peninsula were deaths that had something to do with copper mining. Yeah, it's like lumberjacks and copper mining just surrounded by murder. In the Upper Peninsula, apparently. Because it's just like one thing after another. Like people didn't have enough to worry about while being miners. Right? (laughs) Never mind you're going down into this deep, dark pit where you could be crushed at any moment. Or something gets exploded or lit on fire and then you're you're fucked down there. But, yeah. You just might be working alongside a psycho. Yeah. And a, and a lot of these with the copper mining has to do with the um, with the union and the strike that was going on at the time. Like there there was a lot of shit going on then, which I had no idea of until I started reading about them. So this one is the ambush of the Jane brothers. On December seventh, nineteen thirteen, at two o'clock in the morning in Painsdale, a small UP community outside of Houghton. Mrs. Daly was in her boarding house and had just gone into the parlor. Her husband, Thomas, slept in their room. The boarding house held mostly English immigrant miners who worked in the Calumet copper mines. The Dallys lived in half of the house closest to the woods at the end of Baltic Street, and the other half was occupied by the five boarders. Attached to the boarding house was also the home of the Nicholson family. They had five children ranging in ages from three to sixteen. Suddenly, a cacophony of noise broke the stillness of the night. The noise was due to the large amount of 30-30 bullets that pierced the boarding house and sent splinters and shrapnel in all directions. Thomas Daly, who was sleeping in his bed, was hit in the head by one of the bullets. Mrs. Daly rushed into the room to find her husband mortally wounded. He soon passed away. On the second floor of the boarding house, brothers Arthur and James Jane also lay sleeping. One of the bullets that pierced the house hit Arthur in the head and went through him to also hit James. Both brothers were killed. 
bullets also penetrated the attached Nicholson family house. 13-year-old Mary was hit twice, with one grace to her head, and another bullet hit her shoulder. 16-year-old Marcia and 11-year-old Roseanne narrowly escaped death when bullets passed through the pillows they were sleeping on. The Jane brothers were in their 20s and had just returned the day before from Canada and were planning to return to work at the copper mines despite the ongoing strikes. Earlier that evening, they spent time with other immigrant miners as they sang Christmas carols and made plans to attend services the next morning at the Methodist Episcopal Church. The attack was a surprise. It turned out that the Daly House was known to have scab laborers, which were miners who were willing to continue working during the strike. The Jane brothers and their willingness to work were considered to be scabs by the Western Federation of Miners, or the WFM. Um, here's their names. I'm finding it very hard to pronounce because they're all, I think they're, I think they're Finnish, maybe? Active members of the WFM, John Huta, Nick Verbanek, Halimir Yelenin, and John Utenin were found to be those responsible. Huta was the local WFM secretary and earned $75 a month. Verbanek was a union organizer who made $125 a month. And that was a lot back then. Just for basically doing the, uh, the union part of that. So the pay for these jobs was good and was commensurate with full time in a mine, meaning good pay without the backbreaking work. They were angry at the miners who were willing to work during the strike, which was specifically the English immigrant miners, also called Cousin Jacks. Many of them were experienced in mining from work in Cornwall, England, and were able to get better jobs as captains and shift managers. At the time of the shooting, the Daly House had five English immigrant residents making it the target for the WFM. The night of the shooting, the four men armed with 30-30 rifles, walked three miles to the Daly House and hid themselves in the woods and waited until the early morning hours to take aim at the house. The mining company was furious, and the WFM was blamed for putting Huta and the others up to the murder. Locals felt the union was influenced by outside agitators and that it had pitted ethnic groups against each other. Huta ended up confessing to the murders, and his trial was held in Marquette in 1914, about nine months after the murders. The jury had the job of not only deciding guilt or innocence, but also determining if there was in fact a conspiracy by the WFM. Even though Hussa confessed to the murders, he still pled innocent at his trial. His lawyers contended that the others talked him into confessing so they could collect the reward money. Hutta's lawyers also claimed he was intoxicated during his confession. Several months after Huta's arrest, he spoke badly about the Union, feeling that he had been tricked and blamed the Union for his troubles. Despite these terrible arguments, Huta was found guilty of first-degree murder after 38 minutes of jury deliberation and was sentenced to life in prison. Huta ended up dying from tuberculosis at the Marquette Prison in November 1918 after four years in prison at the age of 28. Murder charges against Verbanek, Yalinen and Newtonen were dismissed. Uh, and while I've talked about the mining strikes previously in the episode with the Italian Hall disaster, rather than being union against the mining company, unfortunately, this tragedy was the result of conflict between workers and strikers. 
So that's that sad story. Mm-hmm. I think you got problems with people with a different opinion than you because you want to be part of the union and they want to work. Like, and you end up killing multiple people that had nothing to do with it. Right. And shooting children as they slept. So gross. Right? <sighs> so, do you have any good news? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, something, because everything's just been kind of crazy here. Oh, I've been cooking a lot more a lot lately. Um, I was doing, I canceled it now, but I was doing some HelloFresh. Mm. And so I've been making some interesting new recipes that I think I'm going to take with me. Cool. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of the pictures. I'm like, dang, that looks good. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see from the first time that I tried HelloFresh that I had the option of getting the steak again, which, fantastic. I still have, like, two meals to make from my recent box, and then I'm I'm done. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah, this is not an ad by any means. But no, no, no. it was nice when I was um, going to school still. Because then I didn't have to worry about, like, oh, what am I going to make for dinner? So that was mm-hmm. nice. Then I canceled it because it's also expensive. <laughs> but I, yeah. I kept the recipe cards for the ones I liked. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm keeping the recipe cards and, I mean, changing things up. Like, the quesadillas were great. There's a few things that I can change up to, to do differently. Yeah. But those were good. Yeah. Oh, well, I told you yesterday I got back from Seattle, which was where I went for my work trip. And while I never want to go back there, the coffee that I bought is delicious. <laughs> That's what I'm drinking this morning. I bought the beans so I could grind them fresh. It's like the best thing about Seattle was I, I bought really good coffee. And uh, I got a promotion at work, so that's nice. Ooh. Oh, I just thought about it. I've been going to the gym lately. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw I yeah, I saw the pictures. I've I've been doing that. I signed up for a year contract because I know myself. <laughs> and I if if there's any opportunity to have any sort of excuse whether it be like I'm exhausted or I don't have a lot of time or you know, I've got too much on my plate, I'm just not going to do it today. Same. I'll go another day. That will always be like my thing. And then I'll never get to where I want to be because procrastination is my friend. Yep. I'm putting things <laughs> off and putting things off. Same. So I went ahead and signed up for a year contract and set it up to where I pay. So now I have to go. Like I have no choice. Yeah. So that like, that helps me out because then I can't be like, no, no. Yeah. You could be like me and completely forget that you've paid for something. <laughs> there's this app called 8Fit, which is like workouts and, and the meals, planning stuff. And I was looking at it yesterday and I was like, I've it's $60 a year. If you don't get it when it's like on sale for half off. It renewed itself in January. And I uh, did not remember. <laughs> And now that it's midway through September, I was like, shit. Well, it's great, too, because this is not sponsored. 
No. Because this is definitely not sponsored. But I um, got it through Planet Fitness. And this is nice because it tells you a crowd meter at the top. And you can check to see how many, like if it's busy in the gym or like the meter on how many people are there. Oh, that'd be nice. So you can go and you can click on it and it shows you like the average activity times. So when is the highest activity and when's the lowest? Yeah. So you can base it around those times too. It's a 24 hour gym. So you can also like go off of that. But um, I also with... Is okay, it a cat? cat. You can, yes. She's, <laughs> she loves my room and she's obsessed. And I just... Mm-mm. She misses you. <laughs> um, The option that I have for my... Trying to find it right here. What my... what amen, uh, I can't even talk. Amenities my card gives me. Because you can... You have it over the app too, so... I can just pull up the card and just scan it and go, and I don't have to deal with little cards. But they've got hydro massage. Oh, what is that? Hydro massage beds, where you can go in and it does some sort of like, I guess hydro massage. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I'm like wanting to. They have tanning equipment that I'm able to use, massage chairs. Um, I can bring a guest at any time. Cool. So like. If you were here and like, oh, hey, you want to go to the gym with the meeting? Yeah, no problem. You're not having to pay. I just bring you, which I think is pretty cool. So there's like a lot of really cool fitness training, access to home club, half off drinks, 20% off at Reebok.com. Like there's just some really cool stuff on here that I'm like, hmm, it's not bad. And like the lowest membership that you can subscribe to is 10 bucks a month. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's it's not. Compared to some gyms, yeah, that's nothing. I, I got the one like the one that's different than that. Um, I'm not paying $10, but it's still not a lot. Like, I think it's like 15 20 bucks. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, for which gym is, prices, that's not bad. Which is not bad. <laughs> no. And you're getting, like, tanning and hydro massage and 24-hour gym service. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that yeah I, it seems like that's something where it's a price that maybe more people would be like oh it's only 10 bucks a month i'm not gonna go in maybe i'll go back next month and then they're, they're still getting money if it was like 50 bucks a month or something people would be canceling and right that's a good strategy it's cheap enough where people might let it slide and not show up <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not bad i i can't complain because I mean, for what you get for the as low as a price as it is, yeah, I can't complain at all. I I told my husband last night. I was like, ah, I'm so tired of being fat. I was like, we should probably eat better because <laughs> we eat a lot of junk, <laughs> the carb heavy pastas. We're Midwestern, so you know, a lot of the stuff is like ranch <laughs> or uh, fried foods. Yeah, I have to go through my, um, <laughs> cat. I have to go through my, uh, refrigerator and pantry and freezer and get rid of a lot. I just, I like the pasta. <laughs> yeah. It's so good though. Does it count if you make it yourself? 
Because yeah. it wouldn't have all the extra stuff in it. Because I have a pasta maker. And I feel like if I was like, okay, wheat flour. It's basically like flour and eggs and some salt. I was like, so if I make my own wheat flour pasta, is that as bad as the processed stuff at the store? Or is it better? I'm pretty sure it'd probably be better for you. I would think, right? Because it wouldn't have all the additives. Yeah. And if you're making it with wheat flour. Or have you ever had the, I think it's called banza, it's chickpea pasta? Hmm. Like it's made just out of chickpeas. It's a little bit weird consistency wise because as you're boiling it, like the water foams. And then it, uh, I don't know, it's like super cooked noodles instead of, you know, making them al dente or whatever. They're just a little bit more squishy consistency, but they're not bad. Mm. Yeah, we gotta watch uh, Knives Out tonight for movie night. <laughs> yes, I am so hyped. I've never seen it before, so I'm excited. America's ass is wonderful in it. <laughs> it, it it looked good when I saw the trailers. I just haven't I haven't done it. Though yesterday I did like I don't watch movies often, but I watched. Um, What's it called? Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix. Mm -hmm. It was excellent. If you like an action movie. And it was one of those where you could swap. Like, it could be a guy in there. And it would be basically the same movie. It wasn't one of those where it was specifically, I'm a woman, this only works in that scenario. Like, so it was a cast of women. And I just think that's how you make a female movie. Where it's like, it could be either. Right. Yeah. And I, I like that idea. Though Karen Gillan, <laughs> be, like, would she really be able to kick all their asses and, like, not be tired? <laughs> Probably not. They just made her this complete badass that's, like, kicking three guys' asses at the same time. <laughs> and then just walks out like she's fine. It's like, mm. <laughs> I like. Even though. I mean, women do have a higher pain tolerance than men. So, it's possible. Have you seen those TikToks of them doing um, period simulations yes. on these guys? Mm-hmm. And then the childbirth ones, yeah. I just love to watch it and, like, giggle in women. Well, I like, That's what when, I call it. I like when they show the woman first having it done and they're like nothing. So then the guys put them on and then they're just... In pain they, and crying. They even put it on full vo- like full blast for the women. And she's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sucks. But, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, it's, it's really bad period cramps. And then the guys yeah. are just falling over themselves. Like I had a woman go, ooh, yeah, that, that's pretty rough. But, okay. Yeah. The guy's like, you're not even really flinching. And she's like, yeah, I've, I've, this is like a normal, a normal day. And so he puts it on like, yeah, three. And he's screaming. He's like, are you sure you had your... She's like, I had mine out of ten. You're out of three. Yeah. All right, sweetie, calm down. <laughs> like, you're okay. And then once it hits ten, he's like, ha! And rips it off of him. I'm like, yeah, ah, sissy. Yeah. <laughs> They're not used to that kind of pain. I think their their pain level is for, like, fighting and getting hit in the face. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been hit in the face, so I don't know how I would handle that. But 
I made it through, like, we made it through childbirth like a champ, so there's that. You're pretty sure you'll be okay. Probably. You can, you can handle it. Oh, yeah. If you can handle childbirth. Childbirth, zero drugs. I could probably get hit in the face. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, my mom had to do it with zero drugs, too. Yeah. Her doctor wouldn't let her have the option of receiving meds. What a dick. He told her, I don't believe in that. Oh, you don't believe in it, so nobody else Yeah, he said it. to her, I don't believe in that. He said, I believe unmedicated birth brings the, child, the, the baby and the mother closer together, so I don't believe in it, so you're not going to get any. What an asshole. <laughs> Seriously. My poor mother. He was a pervert anyways. Uh, yeah, my mom did it twice without, so. Mm. I was like, if she can do it twice, I can make it through the one. Plus, that needle was not coming anywhere near my spine. Yeah. I said a big nope to that one. <laughs> nope. I had one. On, I, had, I mean, I had to because I had yeah. my random, like, on the spot C-section, which I didn't expect was going to happen. Yeah. So I had to. Oh, I was scared. I didn't feel it. Luckily, they must have numbed my back so good because I didn't even realize that I was, like, shaking. I... They had me like bent over, like hold on, holding on to a pillow, just sitting there, and I'm, sh I'm like my whole body is just shivering because I'm just like terrified at this point because <clears throat> I have a high med tolerance. I got it from Grandpa yeah. and my mom, and so it's like I still feel things when nobody else does mm. due to medications. You know what? I have that too. Like, <laughs> I think weird. it's why I don't like to take anything. Because my, uh, my wisdom tooth surgery, mm -hmm. as soon as they pulled an IV out, I was awake. Oh, yeah. And it was like I had no, I was expecting, you know, some people will come out a little bit high still. I was sober the instant, mm -hmm. like, that stuff was no longer in my veins. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah, um, when I was getting my, my molars pulled, my wisdom teeth, it took forever for the doctor to get one. Because they kept injecting me. They had to keep injecting me. Because he would inject me. And then he'd go to do it. I'm like, ow. It's like, you felt that? Yeah, man, I felt that. All right. Let's go in there and do more. Do another injection. Nope. Still feel that. More injection. Nope. Still that. No, another injection. The amount of needles that were emptied into my jaw and I still felt it. And then he looked at me like I was some sort of drug abuser. Like, how are you taking all of this and still feeling it? I was like, look, I don't do drugs. I'm sorry. It's genetic. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you. I, and as soon as he got done with the one, he was like, all right, we're just going to go ahead and reschedule to get the other three pulled because you're going to want to go ahead and get those done at once. We're just going to put you under and take them all in one go. I go, okay. Yeah. When the last time I had to have a tooth extraction, the guy was like, do you want the gas? And I was like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> then just at the end, I remember it was like the room was thinning. That's how it felt at that point. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and my dad was like, oh, no, that held it felt terrible. I was like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. Just killing some brain cells. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like that's probably the place to end today. Yes.
Thank you guys for listening. Be safe out there and be sure to watch out for the crazies. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The music titled Teller of the Tales was provided by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incomtech.filmmusic.io.